What do I think of IAR only channels at broker dealers? That is today's question on the Transition to RA question and answer series. It is question number 64. Hi, I'm Brad Wales with Transition to RIA, where I help you understand everything there is to know about why and how to transition to the RIA model. Uh, if you're not already there, head on over to transitiontoria.com. Uh, you can find all of the resources I make available to help you understand that model from all the videos I make to the podcast series. I have white papers, I have articles. Uh, everything is there for you to consume for free. Again, transitiontoria.com. Um, okay, on today's episode is a topic that uh, it's been in the news uh, kind of more recently as firms are rolling out these, these new channels. And so I, I am getting asked about this. And so I did want to do a whole episode on it. And specifically, it is these so-called IAR only channels that are appearing at broker dealers. And so I want to dive into that topic here on today's episode and, and specifically five different uh, kind of elements to those channels that I wanted to discuss on this episode. I had to take good notes here because I, I did want to cover all five. So just, just to recap before we go in then, the, the five will be the first one is, you know, what, what is an IAR only channel uh, that are appearing at broker dealers? So what, what is it? Uh, next question we're going to talk about is why are broker dealers setting up these new channels? Why are they appearing as they are? Uh, the third is, how do these IAR channels compare to other alternatives in the marketplace? So we'll dive into that. Uh, fourth, we'll talk about who these IAR-only IAR channels appeal to or will likely appeal to in the marketplace. And finally, we will go into thoughts that I have of what I think broker-dealers need to do to, to improve their IAR-only channels and make them uh, more appealing to advisors. So we'll, we'll finish on that uh, at the end. So uh, for starters, the first part is, what is an IAR-only channel? So uh, IAR, Investment Advisor Representative, that is where you have your 65 or 66, or depending on the state you're in, maybe you're excluded because you have a CFP or a, uh, a CFA or something like that, where you are under an RIA. It could be your own RIA, it could be someone else's RIA, but the formal title of that is an investment advisor representative. You as the individual under this RIA. Now, most uh, financial advisors in the marketplace today essentially wear kind of two hats, uh, uh, or not a century, they do wear two hats uh, with, with rare exception where that's not the case. Um, and so what those two hats are, are they are that IAR under their firm's corporate, as they say, corporate RIA, and that, that is what allows them to offer fee-based accounts to their clients. And then simultaneously, they are a quote unquote registered representative under the corporate broker dealer, and that is what enables them to offer commission accounts to clients. Um, and of course, those have two entirely different regulatory bodies that oversee them. So FINRA oversees the broker dealer side and has its set of rules. And then the SEC oversees the RIA side and establishes the, the rules that go with that. So most advisors uh, nowadays that are offering commission and fee-only solutions um, are wearing this dual hat. Again, they are an investment advisor representative under the corporate RA. They are a registered representative 
under the broker dealer. And so uh, the what's kind of happening in the marketplace, and this is this is essentially happening at independent broker dealers. Um, I think we'll see, I'll kind of dive into it. I, I think we're going to see versions of this come along and, and the W2 kind of wirehouse type model as well. But for, for now, when I talk about IAR only channels, we're seeing this in the independent broker dealer world. Um, and, and so what those broker dealers are saying is, hey, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Advisor that are wearing two hats, and maybe your practice has has uh, evolved to the point where more and more of your clients are in fee-based accounts, which is the by far the industry trend. That's what we're seeing. And so, you know, hey, maybe that's almost almost entirely now fee-based. And so what these broker dealers are saying is, hey, hey, advisor, why don't you just drop your seven, drop that FINRA affiliation, drop your affiliation with our corporate broker dealer and be an IAR only under our corporate RIA. So that, in, that in, in short is what an IAR only channel is. It's saying, hey, for advisors that wanna be 100% fee only, they don't need or want any sort of BD affiliation. Hey, you can do that under our RIA, often referred to as a corporate RIA, and you do not need our broker dealer in any capacity. And that is a relatively new evolution. There was certainly a time where even if, uh, an advisor was 100% fee only, independent broker dealers would still require that you have your seven because that's how their systems are set up and the expectation we're going to get into what some of these challenges are. And now they've kind of evolved to the point where they say, okay, hey, you, you can not at all be attached to our broker dealer, but, but you can be under the corporate RA. So again, in definition, that is what an IAR only channel is. So uh, the number two that we're going to talk about, the next question is, okay, great. So why are independent broker dealers setting these up? And, and by far, the number one reason is for retention. So they have their existing advisors in that traditional independent broker dealer channel that are becoming increasingly fee-based. Again, that's where the industry trend is, is by far going. And those advisors are asking themselves as they reach more and more closer to that 100%, uh, you know, so extreme example, let's say you're already 98% fee-based and that, that final 2% you could solve for. I've, I've done all kinds of episodes on how to solve for the remaining or existing part of the commission assets uh, in your practice if you wanted to move more into an RA model. And, and so those, the route is those independent broker dealers are watching these advisors leave their independent broker dealer and they're saying, okay, because I'm 98, 99% fee-based, why am I still here? Why am I attached to your broker-dealer? Why am I putting up with FINRA when I'm essentially already fee-only anyways? Uh, and so as a retention tool, uh, these firms are rolling out these IAR-only options. Now, of course, they come out in the marketplace and in the press and press releases and all those sorts of things and say, oh, well, what a great platform, and we're going we're gonna to try to attract advisors into this. And of course, they are going to work to do that, but make no mistake, at its core, the motivator for why these are coming to fruition initially is retention because they are losing advisors that are becoming increasingly fee-based and moving more into an RA model. And they would rather, and this is, this is understandable as a business, they would rather attempt to retain those advisors than see them lost off to some sort of RIA uh, model or iteration. And so it's actually interesting that we even call these as, and, I, and I am here in this, this episode as well, because it's the, the normal verbiage we use. We're even calling these firms independent broker dealers still, because of those two hats that I talked about and most advisors at these firms wearing, that 
again, more and more uh, of, of the assets are moving to the fee-based side to the, to the degree where all of the large independent broker-dealers, the majority of their advisors, clients' assets are indeed in fee-based accounts now on that RA side, not in commission accounts. So it's interesting that we still call them independent broker-dealers, which it turns out also have a corporate RA alongside it, when in fact, we should probably just be referring to them as corporate RAs that also happen to have a broker-dealer for the remaining amount of the commission assets that still exist uh, that, their, that their clients have, or I'm sorry, that their advisors have. And, and you do see some independent broker-dealers going towards this, where they're, they're rebranding their independent broker-dealer channel by just simply calling it a corporate RIA and to the, 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 for the advisors that do have some commission business, hey, they have a way to accommodate that. But that's kind of the evolution. And so it's interesting that we even call them independent broker dealers, but we do probably will for quite some time because that's just how it's always been said. But, but again, the reason these firms are setting up these IAR only channels by far is for retention purposes of their existing advisors in that quote unquote, independent broker dealer channel. Uh, and for reasons I'll get into here in just a second, I think uh, these firms are gonna have a hard time attracting external advisors, advisors that are at some other firm, some other affiliation model into those IAR only channels. I think, I think they will have some success, but I think it will be a challenge as well. So again, it's primarily, at least in the, for the foreseeable future, in my opinion, a retention play uh, internally, that they'd rather retain their advisors in some capacity than lose them altogether. Again, makes sense that they do this. I wish they would just maybe kind of come out and be a little more forthright about it, but 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 it is what it is. Okay, so the third thing I want to talk about is uh, some of the, the, the how does this IAR only channel at these independent brokers compare to alternatives that might be out there? So if you are an advisor that's maybe in that potential retention situation or you hear the news about these new channels and you say, okay, hey, that might be interesting to me. And I am a believer. You should look at, look at different options, understand the pros and cons of each and, and, and how they might be a good fit for your practice or not. So by all means, take a look at them. But the question is, okay, well, what are the alternatives out there that I should be comparing them to? Uh, and so that's what I want to just dive into here briefly. But I'll start by talking about some of the challenges of those existing IAR only channels that again, these independent broker dealers are rolling out. And I referenced why I think it's gonna be hard for them to, to attract in advisors that are not already with their firm. And, and it's because of some of these challenges. So the, the first one is keep in mind, these independent broker dealers are essentially having to reinvent themselves. Again, by the very name, they were traditionally historically broker dealers that eventually incorporated some sort of corporate RIA into their, into their uh, offering. And, and now that, that the wind has shifted so much that that's now actually becoming the dominant force. And so the challenge is, again, these, these firms are having to reinvent themselves from what they've built up over decades. So you have decades of in-house technology that was built with this, if, if not broker dealer, at least this dual hat advisor in mind. Uh, you have decades of, of institutional knowledge there within on the, the leadership team or the, or the rank and file there at the home office that is, that is again, used to, oh, we need to adhere or, or, or comply with what is expected of, of that dual hat financial advisor. Uh, and then you have, as an example, whole compliance teams that are, again, everything they've been doing up until now, no matter how short or long they've been there is 
It's with this mindset that these advisors are also registered representatives of a FINRA-regulated uh, broker-dealer. And so this is, the, this is how we have to treat them. And the, the reality is you can't just instantly flip that switch. Again, they are, they are having to reinvent themselves. And, and I used to work at the home office of a multi-channel uh, broker-dealer. And, the, and the, the reality is there, there's, I mean, I used to give, uh, I was in the RIA channel, uh, at the firm. And, and I would go and give presentations to different back office areas, whether it's operational areas or technology areas or whatnot, to help them understand the RIA side of things. Because they, again, that institutional knowledge they had was on this, this registered representative, this FINRA way of doing things. And, and I think there is progress being made, but you cannot just turn all that off and think, okay, now, now we are full Fold just on the corporate RIA side of everything we do is based on that, that knowledge and then the requirements of such a channel. So again, just know you, you have this legacy challenge that they're having to reinvent themselves. And you'll see how that compares to some of the alternatives here in a moment. Um, another challenge they have is at, at an independent broker dealer that has this IAR only channel. Typically, you only have one custodian to choose from. It is their own custodian. Often the, the larger firms are self-clearing. So uh, compared to the alternatives, which I'll mention, uh, you only have one custodial option and it is their custodial option. And that might be great. That might be, fit your needs and it's something you could look at, but just know that that is a challenge compared to alternatives out there that you are forced to essentially be single custodial and it is their custodian. Uh, next challenge they have is that you they provide you with their own proprietary technology. So part of it is, hey, uh, you can use our corporate RIA and look, we have this wonderful technology built out. In many cases, it is some very good technology. But the reality is the RIA model has evolved to the point where the by far standard way of doing things is to use third-party tech stacks. I've done a whole episode on that. And you have some wonderful technology vendors out in the marketplace that are providing wonderful solutions that continue to evolve, continue to innovate continue to get better. And so the challenge for those IAR only channels that a large broker dealer that are using their own in-house proprietary technology is, can they continue to compete with these, these technology vendors out there that, are, that, are, that have now have actually more scale than any one particular broker dealer has to justify the cost needed to build out these solutions? So can that in-house proprietary technology compete against these third-party solutions there's, there's a reason, and again, in the RA model, the typical approach is to use that third-party technology stack. Uh, that's just something you're, we're not really seeing with these, with these IAR-only options. So something to consider there as well. Um, and then the last one, before I just explain some alternatives, is it's, it's harder to, because of some of those things I just mentioned, which is not an exhaustive list, it's harder to one day, you know, perhaps break away and start your own RAA. So what I mean by that is, let's say you are in the, the quote unquote independent broker dealer channel of one of these firms, and you are becoming more and more increasingly fee-based and you think, okay, maybe I want to have my own RAA at some point. Uh, maybe I want to join an RAA. I've done a whole episode of why you might want to join an RAA, which is what you're effectively doing just with that IAR only channel. Um, but the, but the idea is if you were to one day say, hey, I want to have my own RIA, well, under that, again, typical model, you will be using third-party custodians, you'll be using third-party technology, all those sorts of things. So if you just kind of take a, a, it's hard to say, a baby step and go to this 
in-house IAR only channel. Well, if one day you then want to become your own RIA, you still have to reinvent your practice at that point. It does not set you up uh, easily to take that next and final step of having your own RIA. Again, I'll mention when I talk here alternatives. Uh, so just know that that is a challenge. It is, it is harder. You, you know, at some point you're going to have to take some uh, uh, that bigger step. So the question is, do you want to do that in-house small step initially, then still have to do it later on? Or just to, hey, if I'm going to make the move, I'm going to be uh, kind of all in with the RA model. Uh, go ahead and, and do it more with what the standard uh, approach is in the, in the marketplace currently. And so from an alternative standpoint, what I would point out is, you know, I'm talking about the, the challenge of the independent broker dealers. They have this historical legacy knowledge, technology, infrastructure, operations, compliance, everything is built for, again, what that dual hat advisor and they're having to reinvent themselves. They only have a single custodian. They have proprietary technology. Well, there are firms that recognized uh, years ago and said, okay, hey, we realize there are advisors that are making this migration more and more to fee-based that will want to drop their FINRA, drop their broker-dealer affiliation at some point, but perhaps don't want to start their own RIA. As I always say, there's pros and cons with all of the different approaches. Again, that's why you might want to join an RIA. Go check out the, the standalone episode that I did on that. And so these firms were started from the start. They don't have decades of, of a different kind of model, uh, you know, kind of as an anchor holding them back to the, these firms were started uh, from the beginning to cater to that fee-based advisor. So these, the, the, the proprietors, of these firms, and they started up said, okay, Hey, if we're going to start effectively a, a, a standalone IAR only channel, uh, let's, how are we going to build that out and how can we make that most attractive for advisors to come into? So that is things like, Hey, they are multi-custodial. That is things like, Hey, they do use that best in breed third party technology. They do make it possible that, Hey, if you were to join their firm and, and establish those third party custodians and, and start using third party technology, that if one day you ever did outgrow their offering, you could step away and continue to use the same custodian, continue to use the same technology. I should back up quick sidebar. There are all different kinds of flavors of RIAs you can join. So there are some uh, RIAs you can join that will want or require that they acquire your practice. There are some that will uh, require that you use their firm name. There are some that will require you be a W-2 employee of theirs. And there's different reasons you might explore those particular flavors of that of that offering. Um, however, what I'm essentially referring to here as an alternative to that uh, broke dealer IAR only channel is there are these purpose built firms that recognize and say, no, no, you will retain 100% ownership of your practice. You will be able to use your own brand. You will be able to one day, if you ever feel you've outgrown us or we've outgrown you, you will be able to leave and break away and start your own firm or, or, or go to another RIA if that's the case. So they're purpose-built from the start to cater to the exact advisors that the broker dealers are now trying to retain in-house. And so it's not to say that these broker dealers aren't, aren't working hard to build out of uh, you know, a competitive offering, but the question is, as you consider them, okay, hey, what does that in-house version look like with its inherent challenges that I mentioned? And then how do these standalone purpose-built RIA offerings compare to that. And I would just say, hey, if you're in a situation where you're going to explore, you know, the IAR only offering, you might as well uh, you look at that as important to look at and understand it.
But then it's also saying, okay, what are those alternatives? How do they compare? So it's, it's, it's important to know they're out there and know that there are differences in the offerings. So uh, moving along, number four. So, okay, with these challenges, again, who, who is this, these IAR only channels that broke deals? Who's it going to appeal to? And again, typically the number, in my opinion, the main advisor set that's, that, that's going to find that appeal are the advisors that are already with that broker dealer. So they're already in an independent broker dealer channel, or maybe the firm has a W2 channel, and they are becoming increasingly fee-based. And they do want to step away from FINRA. They do want to step away from broker-dealer. It is logistically easier to simply make that quote-unquote internal transition from one of those channels over to maybe the IAR-only channel, even if it's arguably not as competitive as the alternatives out there in the marketplace. It is a simpler transition, and you do see a lot of advisors making that move, and that's perfectly fine. What what I tell advisors is you just have to weigh out, okay, it's it's an easier transition, but it maybe comes with trade-offs. And so what is more important to you? And that's, again, something I help advisors think through is the pros and cons of all these different pathways and approaches they could take. Um, but, I, but I do think it will appeal to some of those advisors and it will be a retention uh, opportunity for those broker deals to retain a number of advisors in that capacity. So I think there is going to be some appeal. I just think they will they will struggle to attract advisors that are at other firms or other affiliation models into their offering. Now, okay, it's easy for me to say, oh, wow, they should do this better, this better. So what do I think? The last thing I want to talk about is what do I think they could do to make these uh, IAR-only channels more appealing to those external advisors and not just be a retention play or an easier internal transition type play. Uh, and so I, get, I want to give you a couple of examples of what I think would be, uh, or what I believe would be uh, necessary to make these more competitive. So number one, I think you have to bring in essentially new leadership from the RIA world. So if, if your value proposition to your internal advisors or to external advisors is, hey, if you don't need that broker dealer thing anymore, you don't need that FINRA thing, I could join or, or transition into our, I, our IAR only channel. Well, the reality is if, if that IAR only channel is embedded in the same channel as the independent broker dealer channel and led by the same team members that have been with that independent broker dealer channel for you know, perhaps years, perhaps decades, how different are they actually going to run the RA channel, do they have the, the experience and the knowledge of what is competitive out there in the RIA marketplace to, to say, okay, hey, no, this is a different animal than this independent broker. Do you think we have to treat it differently? We have to build it differently. We have to run it differently. And I think you need external people that, that have lived in the RIA world to come in and say, okay, this is what it takes to be competitive against our direct competitors out there in the marketplace. And I I, there's some wonderful people that, that have worked a long time in independent broker dealers. That's this is not a, a a knock on them. I just think if you've been in that world for years, if not decades, again that institutional knowledge. I'm just not sure that that prepares you well to lead the IR only channel. So I would just ask if you are looking at one of these channels, is hey who who is leading this and how is that different than who is who is leading the the independent broker dealer channel that that is you know pretty close alongside of it. Uh, next up. I would, as an advisor, ask, hey, is there a separate, entirely separate compliance team that, that, uh, that provides the compliance for the IAR-only channel? 
or is it really just the same team that does the independent broker dealer channel as well? And, and, and now some of them have the additional responsibility or, or just a different responsibility for the, the IAR only channel. And again, the reason that's a challenge is, and it's not, not their fault, but the, the compliance folks that again, for years or decades have run things with the mindset of advisors wearing you know, two hats. And how are they just gonna flip the switch and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden say, hey, uh, yeah, things are different over here in the RA world, so we'll do them differently. I just think I think you need a standalone team brought in from the RIA world that says, okay, hey, here's how things work in the RA world. I don't really care how it used to work in the FINRA world or the broker deal world because that's not applicable to us anymore. All that matters is the RIA world. We are IAR only. Um, and I, and I, I just think in, internally, and again, if I were you and, and, and looking at that, just say, is, is there a Chinese wall? Is it a separate set of uh, compliance people? And, and do they have the separate experience of that RA world to be able to, to manage that? Um, and, the, and then the last one, I, I would just say, you know, how is that IAR only channel tasked with growing that, that, that offering? So what I mean by that is they have to build something that's attractive, that's competitive, to the alternatives in the marketplace. And can they do that? Can they set how they price the offer? And can they set the types of uh, solutions they provide for advisors? Can they set how they manage compliance against the marketplace, the RA alternatives? Or do they also have to be cognizant or mindset of, well, if we let the advisors in this channel do that, but we're still not letting them do it in these other channels we have, that, that could cause some internal frustration and there's some politics and advisors over here might be unhappy. So maybe we can't do it over here. And I, I say the only way to make this successful is you, you essentially have to have that in a silo. You have to have that, again, that right leadership with the right experience, the right compliance folks. And you have to say, hey, go build this to be competitive with the RIA alternatives out there in the marketplace. It doesn't matter what our other channels are doing. They have their own competition. If they want to price things one way and we want to price it a different way, we should be able to do it. If they want to offer or not offer certain solutions, uh, but but we want to be able to offer those solutions, we should be able to do it because guess what? That's what it takes to be competitive to our, the IAR only channels, alternatives in the marketplace. I think that's key. And if, and if those firms don't provide the, the leadership of that channel, the ability to do that, I just, I don't know how they're going to compete or again, how they're going to be able to attract in. So again, my suggestion, I, I want to see you know, great competition in the marketplace because it's, it's better for advisors. I think they have to have the right leadership. You have to have the right compliance separate from the independent broker dealer compliance. Uh, and finally, I think you have to give them the freedom and flexibility to compete in the marketplace and not have to be mindful of what these other channels are doing. Uh, because at, at the end of the day, if, if they are holding them back, then it's effectively no different than just the traditional independent broker dealer channel regardless. And so uh, that, that, that's a couple of different topics. Uh, I do encounter this. I actually encountered it just, just recently. Uh, I was having a conversation. I won't name the firm. Uh, a lady that had been in their independent broker-dealer channel uh, a little while back, she moved into their IAR-only channel. And I did ask her, I said, okay, can you really tell much of a difference now that you've, you've made this move? And, and her response was, no, not, not really at all. I mean, there's a little difference in how they price it out. But as far as the compliance, as far as the supervision, oversight, technology, she said it's almost effectively the same thing. 
again, it, 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 it might still be good for you. you. You should look at it. You should consider it. Um, but I, I just think it's, it's that they're kind of overblown unless they get the freedom and flexibility to do some of the things I talked about. And even then, it's going to take some time for these platforms to evolve. So just want to give some perspective on what these are, what I think can be done to improve them, things you should consider as you maybe look at them as an option for your practice and just know what those alternatives are out there as well. So like I said, my name is Brad Wales with Transition to RA, and this is the type of conversation I have all day long with advisors is, is understanding, hey, do I even want to go into the RA model? And then to the degree I want to, what sort of options and pathways exist? So the IAR only option at a broker deal absolutely does exist now. And I think we're gonna see more and more firms roll out such offerings. And so you should look at it. You should understand how it works and you should also know what the alternatives look at. So that is the sort of thing I help advisors with. Happy to have that conversation with you as well. If you're not already there, again, head on over to transitiontoria.com. Uh, you can find all of my resources, the videos, the podcasts, the white papers, the articles. Uh, and then at the top of every page is a contact link. Uh, you can click on that and you can instantly and easily schedule time to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me to talk about today's topic or anything else RA related you'd like to talk about. Again, transitiontoria.com. With that, I hope you found value on today's episode and I'll see you on the next one.